Good evening again. Praise the Lord for you um, being here this evening. I know that it's not always easy to be in the house of the Lord, uh, but the Lord calls us to seek to be diligent in uh, growing in Him. One of the things that we shared with the kids this week, uh, if you saw the little bracelets with the beads on them, we, uh, we were sharing the gospel with the kids and and there was a green bead on there right after the blue bead and right before the yellow bead. Now, you have to ask them what that means, but the, I'm going to tell you what the green bead meant. It meant that after we're saved and after we're baptized that we grow in Jesus. So as we, uh, as we gather together, that's what we seek to do. We seek to learn more about the Lord, learn more about what He wants us to do. And in that, tonight I wanted to talk about knowing the will of God. Knowing the will of God. If you will, turn with me to Romans chapter 12. We'll be looking at verses 1 and 2 in Romans chapter 12. And then in Ephesians chapter 5, we will look at verse 17. Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. And we're discussing knowing the will of God. Verse 1 says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may, uh, may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Now, going to Ephesians chapter 5. Verse 17, one verse of Scripture there. The Scripture tells us there, Therefore do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. So the will of God. How many times have you asked or thought about this concept? I wish I knew what the will of God was for me. All right, I've had people ask me that before, and you know, usually whenever they're asking that, they're asking about something specific in their life, uh, because what God reveals to us on a daily basis is what His will is for us generally. Now, whenever somebody asks, what's the will of the Lord, they'll ask about a certain matter a lot of times. But God shows us from His Word what He wants for us to do. Just like in Romans chapter 12, He wants us to be devoted to Him. He wants us to follow Him, seek Him, and, and allow Him to work in and through our lives. Uh, he wants us to grow in Him. And uh, like I was telling the kids this week, whenever I gave them that green bead to put on their bracelet, the, you know, I asked them, how is it that we grow? And uh, they said, well, we read the Bible. You know, we, we pray to God. That's how we can grow. Yes, that is. And I said, where do you go in order to help you grow in Christ? And they said, we go to church. And I said, yeah, you go to vacation Bible school. You go to Sunday school. You go to discipleship training. You come to Wednesday night services. Preaching, even in, during preaching service, you can actually grow. Uh, depends on the preacher, mostly. But we have a good time whenever we're together learning about the Lord. That's how we grow is we spend time with Him. If you want to grow in your relationship with anyone, it means that you spend more time with them and you find out more about them. Therefore, you know them a little better and you're able to relate to them a little better. So 
in us seeking the will of God for our lives, you know, there are some general things that we really don't have to ask God about, you know. He wants us to be obedient to Him. We don't have to ask Him if that's His will for us. He wants us to join together in worship. We don't have to ask His will for that. We know that He wants that for us. So, whenever we're talking about the will of God, some people get a little skittish because they say, well, if I accept God, then something, you know, He may make me do something I don't want to do. So I'm going to give you six things that the will of God is not, and then we'll discuss these things, all right? The six, six things the will of God is not. God's will is not a road map for you to follow. All right, let me, and let me explain that. Whenever we pull out our Bible app, I mean our, our, our road, our map app, our map app on our phone, you can plug in your destination's address, and it'll show you the whole route. You know, which turn to take and how far you've got to go here before you turn and all that kind of stuff. God's will is not that way, okay? God's will for us is to trust Him for the journey, but He gives us one step at a time. He wants us to follow Him. He doesn't give us the uh, destination, uh, so to speak, because we may try to take a shortcut to get there. So He gives us one step at a time, uh, wanting us to follow Him, trust Him, and be obedient to Him in that step, and then He gives us another step. So we don't, we don't get to see the whole road or everywhere that we will go because, again, our human nature is to take the easy route. So the Lord gives us one step at a time. He leads one step, at our, so it's not a road map. Another thing that the will of God is not is it's not painful. You see, that's, we get worried about that because we think, well, if I surrender to the Lord, He's going to send me to a jungle in Africa and I'll end up eating bugs. But uh, by and large, most of the time, that doesn't happen. Now, the Lord may have that in your future. I can't say. But mostly, He wants you to submit to Him right where you are. And then He will give you the next step. It may lead you toward a jungle. It may lead you to your neighbor's house. It may lead you to a phone call. It may lead you to writing notes or sending cards. Whatever it is, it will not be painful. Being in God's will is always the best thing for you anyway. God loves us and wants for us what we would want for ourselves if we were smart enough to want it. So we need to trust God and step forward into what He wants us, understanding that following God is not going to hurt you. It's not going to be painful for you. And following God or knowing the will of God is not just for certain people like preachers and missionaries. You see, that's what we're worried about. We're worried about God causing us to, you know, have to stand up in front of somebody and say something or go somewhere that we're not sure we want to go. So we're scared of the, the will of God sometimes because um, we don't, we may, we're not sure what's going to happen. Do you realize that, that we want to have control over our life? And, and that's, that's the, the big um, the thing that keeps us from following God the most, is we want to be able to tell God what we, we will and won't do. But God doesn't want that. God wants us to submit to Him so that we will follow Him where He wants us to go and what He wants us to do. So we've got to turn loose and let God have control, like it says in Romans chapter 12, uh, present your bodies a living sacrifice. In other words, saying, 
Here I am, God. Send me. Here I am, Lord. Whatever you want me to do today, now, I'm here. It's not just for a certain group of people. It is for all of us. God's will is not always dramatic. It's not always going to come like a thunderbolt. Uh, in 1 Kings chapter 19, uh, Elijah was running from Jezebel right after Elijah had called down fire from heaven and, and, uh, and he won a great victory because he had uh, over the prophets of Baal and had them slaughtered and Jezebel was seeking Elijah's life and he ran from Jezebel. So he ran and he ran for many days, found himself on a mountain and he was crying out to God and God revealed himself to Elijah First, it says that there was a great wind that hit the mountainside and broke apart the rocks. But God wasn't in the great wind. He said there was a great earthquake that, that happened on the mountain, but God wasn't in the earthquake. And then there was fire, and God wasn't in the fire. But there was a still, small voice, and Elijah says he wrapped his face in his mantle or his coat, and he went outside because he recognized that that was God. A still, small voice, most of the time, is going to be what God uses. Sometimes he will use something miraculous, something uh, awe-inspiring, but mostly it's just his spirit moving in us to guide us. It's not always dramatic. Uh, it's not always uh, a, a megaphone type experience. So most of the time it's the, the spirit leading us quietly into God's way. The will of God is not just for young folks either. It's never too late to follow God. Uh, no matter what your age, no matter how old you are. Right, Miss Bobby? That's right. So, Miss Bobby will tell you right now. And, and I'll tell you, Miss Bobby has worked hard. She has submitted herself to the Lord many times. And, and she's even gone to Kentucky to keep the preacher straight up there sometimes. Uh, but she, you know, you're never too old to follow the Lord. Uh, what blessings it is all throughout your life, if you are, whatever stage of your life you're in, if you are following God. And the last thing, God's will is not unknowable. God wants you to know what His will is for you. And that's the thing that we need to talk about tonight, mostly is that God's will is knowable for us, each one of us. So, this is probably going to take a couple of weeks for us to get through as far as studying through this, but the first thing that I wanted to talk about past the, the six things uh, the will of God is not is that God's guidance is assured us. He will show us into His will if we allow Him to. He promises us His guidance. In Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6, it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him, and He will direct your paths. You see, in that, is, He's saying, I will lead you into my will. He will direct your steps into His will. When we trust in the Lord with all of our heart, and don't trust in ourselves. And when we acknowledge God in all of our ways, He's going to show us His will. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10 says, for we are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. God has prepared the way for us ahead of time if we allow Him to, to move us in that direction. Now, that's, that's a, a, 
a comforting thought for me, knowing that, you know, I, I want to have control over my life, but I know the one who knows my life better than me. And when I trust Him, when I follow Him, when I don't lean on my own understanding, but, but seek His will for my life, He has laid out a path for me according to His will, according to His purpose. And if I trust Him, He will lead me in that path, and it will be the best thing for me. Now, a lot of people ask sometimes, well, what about the bad things that happen in life? Was that God's will? You know what? Sometimes it is, but we don't, we don't understand that because God understands the big picture a whole lot better than us. I, had, um, I was thinking about someone the other day who's, uh, who lost a child. And I was you know, thinking about it, you know, because the natural question comes up, well, was that God's will for that child to die? Well, you know, there is sin and suffering in the world. Things do happen. But we don't know what would have been down the road for that child. And we don't know that if something worse might have happened. We also don't know that his life could have ended sooner. But the Lord blessed that parent with more time with their child. So we, we look at it and say, well, they don't deserve that. But then again, you know, we don't deserve anything. And every minute that we get with our children is, is blessed. I mean, that's a special time for us. So for us to, to say uh, God did something and, and didn't allow something to happen, you know what? He might have prevented something from happening, given more time, or something worse would have, have gone on. Anyway, God wants us to understand that he's got a path for us. He's got a plan for our lives, he, he, and he wants us to submit ourselves to him so that he can lead us into that path. Three parts to God's will. God's guidance or his will, uh, his guidance into his will is assured. And there's three parts to God's will. First of all, his prevailing will, or maybe you want to say his sovereign will. God's purposes will go forward with or without you. You know, and that's, that's an astounding thought to us because most of the time we think it's all about us, but that's not the truth. You see... God is all in all, and His will will go forward without us, but we will lose the blessing if we're not on board. If we're not walking in God's will for us, accomplishing God's purpose for us, some, something else, someone else may step into that role and receive that blessing, and we will be left out. God's prevailing will, His ultimate purposes cannot be stopped. The scripture says in Proverbs 19.21, There are many plans in a man's heart. Nevertheless, nevertheless the Lord's counsel, counsel, that will stand. God's prevailing will is going gonna to happen. Uh, I heard somebody say it this morning. You know, we've read the end of the book and we know who wins. Because we were talking about, you know, end time events and end time things. Uh, guess what? You know, we're on the winning team. If, you're on, if you are saved, if you're a Christian, if you uh, have accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior, you are a victor in Christ. Whatever God's plans are for you are to be in the, the center of His will, doing what He uh, calls you to do, and um, you're on the winning team. God's will, God has a prevailing will, and part of God's will is a permissive will. God, uh, 
he allows you, he desires for you to choose him in his way always. But he gives you the freedom to not choose his will, to not choose his way. But a caution there is when you don't choose God's way, you can't expect God's blessings. God's permissive will, his, the, the Lord is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. You see, God wants every person to be saved. Not every person will be saved, but he gives them the opportunity. Salvation is available and ready. God's will for every person is to be saved, to accept him, to follow him, to worship and praise him, to bring honor and glory to him, but not everybody will. So he permits us to choose. But his desire is that we choose him. 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 8 says this, For this is the will of God, your sanctification. Now, your sanctification means simply you growing more like Christ every day. You know, the sanctification is, is part of salvation. The first part of salvation is justification, that Jesus died for your sins to forgive you of your sins. Sanctification is you becoming more like Christ every day. And then when Jesus comes again, glorification, because we will be like him. So this is the will of God for you, your sanctification. So God has a prevailing will, a permissive will, and he also has a personal will for you. God's plan for me is not going to be the same as his plan for you. God's plan for you is not going to be the same as his plan for your spouse or your kids. He's got a personal will for you. He has a plan for each one of us. The scripture says in Psalms 37 verse 23, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. God has a plan, a path for you. The last part of Proverbs 3 verse 6 says, and he shall direct your paths. God's will for each one of us is assured he promises us his guidance if we trust in him. If we trust in him with all of our heart and lean not on our own understanding. If we in all of our ways acknowledge him, he will direct our paths. The next time we come together on Sunday evening, we'll talk about God's will and how God's will is available to each one of us and is acceptable to each one of us. So we're going to close. Let's have a word of prayer this evening. Father, we thank you for loving us, knowing, Father, that we don't deserve any of it. Your love, your forgiveness, your sanctification, your glorification, we don't deserve heaven, Father, at all. But if it were not for Jesus, we'd have no hope. So we thank you, Lord, for your sacrifice. We thank you for use your death buying us life and Lord as we seek you help us to humble ourselves before you and listen for your direction and take that step of faith to follow you no matter what in Jesus name Amen